0: Hello, everybody. I wasn't there for a second, was I? Well, you got to see the nice little logo at the front of this. Uh, uh, You will be seeing this on November 17th. That's Friday. Uh, Once again, here from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association in Jefferson City. Hope you all had a very good Veterans Day. Um, I spent the day at the Elks Lodge here in town helping to serve and take care of veterans because we give out free meals, uh, lunch and dinner uh, to veterans uh, every year. And uh, we also raise a lot of money and go over to the Veterans Hospital. Uh, my wife's real big in that. She, uh goes regularly over to the Veterans Hospital in Columbia uh, to uh, bring them lunch. They play games. They uh, do a lot of fun stuff over there with that. She does a lot more than I do, but every now and then I get to help out, and this was a weekend for me to do that. Okay, Uh, a reminder, just a, a program note reminder. Next week, of course, is Thanksgiving week. The office here in Jefferson City will be closed both Thursday and Friday. As always, I'm on call all the time. If it is an emergency, uh, make sure you tell the answering service that and that they need to page me, specifically page Don Otto, and they will get a hold of me. Uh, I might have, you know, turkey in my mouth you know, so I might have to go floss first, but uh, if I get uh, an emergency page, I will do everything I can to get back in touch with you. Okay, this week's topic is one of everybody's favorites, pre-need. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about that in a little while, but by golly, we've been getting a bunch of calls on it. So that means it's, uh, we follow what the uh, the trend is on people calling here at the office, and there's been uh, several pre-need issues. First is, Returning to a good old favorite, National Prearranged Services. The National Prearranged Services receivership is in Texas is being wound down. They are slowly closing their office and they're going to shut that all down. Uh, Most of you have many contracts still out there. Not most of you, but a lot of you have many contracts still out there. And most of those contracts are being handled by those outside insurance companies that you've been dealing with for the past several years that took over different chunks of the NPS receivership book of business. The remainder are being handled by the Missouri Insurance Guarantee Association here in Jefferson City, and we set out information on that earlier as well. So unfortunately, that's a little bit confusing. So depending on which contract you have, it may be being processed by one of the insurance companies. It may be processed by the Missouri Insurance Guarantee Association here in Jefferson City. If you don't know which one, you may have to call. I think the 800 number down in Texas is still working, uh, but that probably will be stopping very soon. So if you have a contract and you're not sure... where it's supposed to go to, yeah, your first step is probably going to be called the Missouri Insurance Guarantee Association here in Jefferson City. You're probably going to have to leave a message. They don't have a huge staff, but they will get back to you. And then you can hopefully then track down if you don't already know which, whether it's the uh, Missouri Association uh, here in town that takes care of it or if it's one of the outside insurance companies, they should be able to help you out with that. The other pre-need question we've had, and again, these these always come in groups. It's kind of interesting how we get, you know, get one phone call on a topic. And sure enough, there'll be three or four uh, with almost the exact same issue following it up right away. Uh, and this has to do with pre-need contracts on an interstate basis. Contracts going in or out of the state of Missouri and the complications that arise are from. There's two situations that we've been gotten questions about this week. Uh, situation number one is where a person has a pre-need contract here in Missouri and the purchaser and beneficiary or whatever, they have moved out of state and they want their contract transferred to a funeral home out of state. And the reverse also has popped up a couple of times this week. Where we've had somebody who has a pre-need contract in Iowa or somewhere else and they want it transferred to a Missouri funeral home. Well, there's a problem with that. First of off, a little history. The original chapter 436, as it came out in the mid-1980s, did not provide for transfer of contracts. It wasn't in there. There was no provision for changing from one funeral home, one provider, to another funeral home provider. It just wasn't in there. All you could do is cancel the contract and uh, get whatever money you got back out of that and then buy, write a new pre contract at funeral home number two. When Chapter 436 was rewritten after the NPS debacle in, uh, and, and Panda Hulse, the statute was basically ripped out of the statute books and rewritten. Uh, there was a consumer advocate that was part of the discussions and that consumer person, their big issue was portability. Uh, that's what they call it. Portability. So that even though a consumer had purchased a pre-need plan at funeral home number one, if they wanted to go to funeral home number two, they could take the contract with them. Now, we've already talked about the problems with that in general, and that's basically that funeral home number two has to be willing to accept the contract as it is without charging anything more. And they may not want to do that. It may not be a good deal for them. Uh, the prices and goods, the charges that were on contract number one, fu- uh, at funeral home number one, funeral home number two says, well, I can't do it for that. Uh, I'm sorry. I I can't accept that contract because you can't charge more. You have to accept the contract as it is. So that's a problem. So sometimes people, again, if they desperately want to change, go from funeral home number no- one to funeral home number two and funeral home number two says, I'm not going to accept this contract, they may be back in the same boat as they were prior to the law. And one of their options would be to cancel contract number one and write a new pre-need with a contract number two with funeral home number two. That's, that's the basic issue that you have everywhere. But now let's go to the problems of moving it out of state. The first example is someone has purchased a pre-need contract with a funeral home here in Missouri, and they've moved to Florida. Matter of fact, I call this the Florida problem because so many people from Missouri seem to be moving to Florida recently. Uh, They moved to Florida and they want that contract transferred to a funeral home down in Florida. And lo and behold, they may have found a funeral home that's willing to accept that contract as it is without charging the consumer anymore. So that's part's not a problem. The problem is when chapter 436 was rewritten, there was a section inserted on portability. But it says you can transfer a contract to another pre-need provider. That's how it's worded. Doesn't say to another funeral home. It says to another pre-need provider. Go to the very top of Chapter 436, the section dealing with pre-need. And it defines provider very clearly as someone who's providing goods and services um, that has on a pre-need basis that has a license. You have to have a pre-need provider license with the state of Missouri to be a pre-need provider under Chapter 436. So that's the issue. In order to go from funeral home number one to funeral home number two, funeral home number two needs to be a Missouri provider. They need to have a Missouri provider license, which means under Chapter 436, it is not possible uh, under that statute to transfer it to a Funeral home that does not have a Missouri provider license, and that would include a funeral home in Florida or Kansas or Iowa or wherever. Honestly, I think that was an oversight. Nobody thought of that issue. I was there at all those meetings. The consumer advocate didn't bring up that topic. Nobody brought up that topic. Uh, I think if we had it to do over again, people would say, well, let's figure out a way that perhaps. To make it easy for somebody to do something like that, but it's not in the statute right now. It says you can transfer to another provider, and a provider is someone who has a provider license from the state of Missouri, so you can't transfer the contract. Well, what can you do instead? Well, I can tell you how the Missouri Funeral Trust handles those situations. Uh, the contract just basically has to stay the way it is for right now. When that person passes away, well, then we can work on getting that money to the funeral home that actually does the funeral. So it winds up, the consumer winds up getting to use the funeral home they want in most cases. And the money is able to be gotten to that funeral home again in most cases. Uh, But you can't have a piece of paper in your hand that says this contract has been transferred to funeral home number two down in Florida. And there are some consumers that I understand that. They really wanna have a contract in their hand and that contract says Funeral Home in Florida is going to do my funeral. Well, we can't do that. But we can give assurances to that uh, consumer, the purchaser, that when the time comes, we'll do everything we can to get those funds to the funeral home that actually does the funeral out of state. And uh, we'll contact, talk with the funeral home, tell them how much they're going to get and all that stuff. So they have to kind of treat it as an at-need contract when the person passes away, an at-need situation when the person passes away, and the funding is just going to come from this previous contract. And again, the consumer could, another option, of course, is if uh, they really, really want to, they could, of course, cancel the contract here in Missouri and move it down to Florida uh, and write a new pre-need contract there, potentially. Of course, there's issues if they've made the contract irrevocable and they've been on public assistance. And that can make that can complicate things as well. So that's about the best thing uh, you can do in that situation. And uh, I know what I know. What we often do is uh, we'll send a letter to the consumer because many of these people want to have something in their hand explaining this all to them. And say, you know, when the time comes, uh, have the funeral home that's going to be doing the funeral contact us, and we'll work it out with them at that point in time. But unfortunately, we can't technically transfer the contract because that funeral home in Florida doesn't have a Missouri provider's license. Now let's flip it around because we've had a couple calls on this too um, where there's a somebody out of state they've purchased a pre-need contract at a funeral home in another state and now they've moved to Missouri and they want that contract transferred to Missouri funeral home. Well there's problems with that as well because if you take a look at the definition of a pre-need contract, in chapter 436, it says any contract that provides for the provision of goods and services where such are not immediately required. And if you accepted a pre-need contract from another state where you said, I am agreeing to provide these goods and services and they're not immediately required, that's a pre-need contract situation, which then means it has to be done through chapter 436. And this contract from Iowa Or Minnesota, or wherever it's from, that's not a Chapter 436 contract. It's not going to have all the things that Missouri requires to be in a Chapter 436 contract. A Chapter 436 contract needs to have a seller, and that seller has to be licensed as a seller with Missouri. So once again, you can't really officially accept a pre need contract and enter into any kind of contractual arrangements with somebody solely based on that pre-need contract that was written in another state. The other complication, of course, as well, is what do those other states' laws have to say about that? Does Iowa allow you to transfer a contract? Does Florida, Florida is very difficult. Florida has some very difficult laws dealing with transferring uh, contracts. But so what does the other state laws provide as well? So once again, you really can't officially transfer a pre-need from a out-of-state situation into Missouri and meet the requirements of chapter 436. Once again, you may have to just treat this on an at-need situation and let that person know, well, when the time comes, uh, if we do your funeral, we will apply for that money. We will try to get the money from that other pre-need that you have. How much we get And when we get it and whether we get it at all is going to depend largely on the contract that you signed in the first place and what that state's laws were back then. In a sense, you have to almost treat it like an insurance policy that somebody brings in at need. Okay, somebody brings in an insurance policy at need. Well, obviously, okay, you might uh, apply for that insurance proceeds. They might assign it over to you or whatever it is. And this, again, is at need and. How much you get, well, it's going to depend whether it was the policy paid up, did it lapse, Uh, you know, was there any growth, was there a loan taken against the policy, a whole lot of things. So you may not know 100% for sure how much you're getting from that insurance policy. Maybe you do, but very many times you may not be sure how much you're getting from that insurance policy. And, of course, you have to tell the consumer, well, we'll apply what we get. But uh, what we get, how much we get, when we get it is something, unfortunately, you may have to just wait till the time of at need and see if that happens. Okay, the last thing dealing with pre is going back to NPS. Some of our funeral homes have gotten a letter from the receivership that's winding up down in Texas, indicating that they might be getting some money out of the receivership when it all winds down. If you followed our emails and our articles in the magazine and these webcasts over the past several years, you know that there was always a desire on the people handling this receivership to when everything gets wound up to send to the funeral homes who put in claims for losses, at least something on the dollar for what their losses were, for the loss growth. Uh, remember how this, how these insurance receiverships work And I know a lot of you already know this because you've had to live with it and suffer through it over the past number of years is those guarantee associations cover up to the face value of the contract. So if it was a $10,000 contract, the most that you're going to get in the best case scenario was $10,000. Now, what you should have gotten had NPS stayed in business and if NPS honored the contracts, you would have gotten more than $10,000 very probably. 12, 13, who knows? Depends on how long it had been in there. The, what your interest rate supposedly was that you're supposed to be getting from them and all that kind of thing. And that lost growth, that lost income is not covered by the Insurance Guarantee Associations. But the receivership has been collecting money and there are a lot of people that put claims in for that money. And number one on the list, shouldn't well, very, very high on top of the list uh, is the attorneys <laughs> who are handling all this. Attorneys always make sure that they're up there. On, I'm, I'm not on there. I was. I'm not on there. But there are a lot of attorneys that are owed money. They've got, of course, pay their bills, utility bills, the rent for the offices that they've been covering and all that. And frankly, if you added up all the potential claims that are out there, everybody assumed that they're probably if you just go by that, there's not going to be enough money there to give the funeral homes anything on their lost growth because they were pretty low down on the claim hierarchy. But there was always a desire to try to get the funeral home something, to work out a deal amongst all the parties where at least the funeral homes probably got something. And what we've always told you, that's a great intention. We'll believe it when we see it. (laughs) And uh, I think several funeral homes have told me that they've gotten a letter that at least kind of indicates that they might be getting something. Well, if if that happens, that's great, and that's wonderful. Uh, I'll believe it when we see it. And don't spend that money until the check clears. That's that's the that's the advice for today. Um, even if somebody tells you that you're entitled to something from the receivership for your claims that you put in, the lost growth and in income and all of that, uh, don't go out and spend that money until that check clears and is in your bank account. But hopefully they've been able to work that out. That would be a great thing if they've done it. Uh, So cross your fingers if that works out. That's a wonderful thing. But again, our our, uh, advice here is to wait and see. Hope, but don't spend until you get The money. So that's it for today. Hope that you have uh, had a wonderful week, a great Veterans Day, and that you have a wonderful weekend coming up, the last weekend before Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people are on the road and heading out and visiting friends and family uh, throughout the country. Big travel day. That means it's a big day for accidents, unfortunately. And things like that happen every year, so if you're going somewhere, or if somebody's coming to you and you're having to get together or something like that, uh, have a wonderful time, but most importantly, stay safe.